Hey guys, this is Mike Badano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks on 365 Sportscast Radio Network. Welcome back to Sarcastic Remarks, the only Sarcastic Remarks, and the Sarcastic Remarks, and Sarcastic Remarks are remarks that are sarcastic. Bro, what the? <laughs> took mine. I, hey, you stole it the other time, so it's my turn. Rally Rice Bowl! Rally Rice Bowl! Yes! Stars win 6-1 to tonight with the final score against the boo-hooey Chicago Blackhawks, spoiling the 1,000th game of the one and only Patrick Kane. So before we get into any of that, I, I want to congratulate Patrick Kane on his 1,000th game. There's not very many players that get to 1,000 games, so congrats to him. Uh, unfortunately, I, I'm going to say this, and a lot of people are going to be mad, but... I really think that he is going to eclipse Mike Madonna as the all-time American points no, leader eventually. No, I do think. No. But anyways, let's get to the game because we don't want we don't care about Patrick Kane. So, wow, everything that could have gone right for the Stars did go right. Um, there was a little bit of bad play in the third period, but overall, it just a great game. Uh, Chris, what, what's your general thoughts from this game today? I thought the third period was fine. The game was just over at that point. And the, I thought the only time where we weren't in complete control of this game was the first five minutes of the second period. When, when they scored? The, when the Hawks were pushing and they scored that goal real quick. But then we got the power play and we completely flipped it back around on them. So I thought it was it was a great game. I thought we've played these past three games really well. So I, like we said, hopefully this is a turning point. If we can win this next game, that'll turn it all the way around. Because especially against the Hawks, they're in the fourth spot. That's the one we want. That's all we want. <laughs> So we're gaining two points on them, and they're losing two points on us. So these are the real four-point games. So the team that you're trying to catch up to, those are the real four-point ones. I know we say everyone's a four-point one, but like if, you're, if we're playing Tampa, we win a game against them. We're not getting closer to Tampa. Like They're way far, they're way farther up there than us. But if we're getting four points against the Hawks, then that's a good four points. Well, and these divisional games mean so much because uh, the, well, these are the divisional. only teams you're playing. So it it helps. Yeah. Wow! Right. Hot but, take. <laughs> hot take of the night. Hot take of the season. Hot take of my life. The divisional games matter more because they're the only ones we're playing. Right, but I mean, that, that, but that's the deal, right? Is that these games aren't just two point games. Every game is a four point game because not only but, did we not give them two points, but we gained two points ourselves. So, and when you look at it, if we win all of these games, uh going into it the the playoff picture looks a lot better for us uh going forward you mean um, the games against the teams we're trying to catch up to yes and <laughs> I, we're and not I gonna will... win every game for the rest of the season <laughs> yolo 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 we will win every game I'm, but um honestly let's put this in perspective here though um are we going to be able to beat the teams that we need to at this point okay so last season, the big turning point of the season was after the one seven one game, and we were down to Minnesota like three to one. Radulov had a huge goal, had a huge comeback, and that completely changed the season. And around. a huge celly, and he had a giant celly, yes. So, and we had contributions from players that are not expected to uh, contribute, and we actually had that uh, back then, and we're getting a little bit of it now, but we need it more because we're not getting the offense from those players obviously because they're hurt 
Um, so speaking of offensive players that are absolutely destroying everything right now, how about the play of 21-year-old Jason Robertson with a four-assist night tonight? Absolutely fantastic. If only someone could have called this before the season started. <laughs> if only someone would have known that Jason Robertson was going to be an outstanding player. I knew it. I knew it. Everybody, I'm going to remind y'all every game he does something great that I told y'all first. I did. What did you say, Chris? I said, look out for Jason Robertson. I think he could be the, the bit next biggest rookie. <laughs> and you, I, I, I was right. <laughs> well, I, I'm starting to hope that we're right about the fact that this is a turning point in the season as well for the Next Stars. game, I'll prove it. If we can win both these next two games. Because, again, I know we're saying that they're all four-point games, but the games matter more when it's the team you're trying to catch up to. Chicago's the team we're trying to catch up to. That's why these games are a turning point in this in this season. Like they said, it's before the halfway point, but this is already definitely a turning point series here just because we're trying to catch up. If we can win both of these, we close that gap substantially. James, what did you think about uh, the performance of uh, Jason Robertson tonight? Excuse me, producer James. What did you think about the about the performance of Robertson? We tonight? don't ask producers questions. <laughs> I feel like every time he touched the puck, it went in. Besides the one time when he had it in front of the net and couldn't sink it. <laughs> hey, you need playmakers. Dude. <laughs> that's it's true. It's true. This absolutely fantastic. Um. Uh, I have an answer to my own question, but I'm going to ask y'all first. Uh, let's take out the obvious players tonight who were really good. So take out Rope Hints and take out uh, Jason Robertson. Who was your most noticeable player on the ice tonight that you thought had a really good game? Chris? Uh, after the first 10 minutes, Klinger. I mean, Klinger is always great. Every time he p touches the puck, he controls the flow of the game and... He He's just outstanding. He doesn't get enough credit for what he does. So, clinger. And not to mention, just had a baby girl and probably is on absolutely no sleep whatsoever. Yeah. So, great. great for him. <laughs> I, I can't imagine playing a hockey game after having a having a child like that. <laughs> I can't imagine having a child. <laughs> imagine. <laughs> Couldn't be me. Well, it, it's awesome. It changes your life. And, uh, <laughs> and then... It, and, in the post game, it was even awesome because uh, while uh, Klinger was answering questions on the the Zoom meeting, uh, Jamie Ben came behind him and gave uh, a jersey to him that said number three. It was a little little newborn jersey and it said Daddy on the back. So that was awesome. <laughs> uh, James, who is your most noticeable player? Um, I'm gonna go with Haskinen just because of the last couple of games he's had. His time on ice has been ridiculous. Especially when Klingberg was gone in the last game. I think he had, like, over 30 minutes on that game. Like, that was crazy. 32 and a half minutes, to be exact, yeah, from the last game and when uh, Klingberg was out due to his daughter. But um, And it's funny. We all choose defensemen tonight. I'm going to go with someone a little bit less obvious. Uh, I'm going to go with Jamie Alexiak. I mean, he scored uh, a goal. It's not not he, obvious. Well, <laughs> it, but he, it, it's not as noticeable as some of the other guys you would think. Um I don't know what it was. I was actually at the game tonight, and I was way up in the corner where you could see a majority of the ice. And I, I love when I get those corner seats. And it just seemed like every time he touched the puck, it was a good decision. Whether it was an offensive rush, 
whether it was a defensive play. Um, he was just all over the ice tonight, and he is the number one draft pick that we were hoping he would be. And he's ever since he came back from uh, Pittsburgh and got a chance to play with some of those amazing players in uh, Evgeny Malkin and Sidney Crosby and Chris Letang and Marc-Andre Fleury, uh, he's come back just such a, a better player. And he has solidified that top four role for him when we thought that would be Steven Johns. And, you know, when uh, Johns is uh, – we don't know what's going on with Johns right now. We, we hope he's doing okay. But uh, Jamie Alexiak has really stepped up, and that's his spot. I mean, that is yeah. his spot. Which was and, surprising, uh, too. He wasn't supposed to be our number four guy. He was supposed right, to be no, five no. or six. Yeah, so. and and it was supposed to be Sekera who was supposed to be that number four person, possibly. And that's what we signed him for. But uh, thankfully, due to the depth of this team, we've been able to uh, rely on Alexiak as that number four guy. And he and he's I think he played a, a, a big portion of minutes tonight. Uh, 20 minutes and yeah. 47 seconds. So, And a lot of that was on the... Uh, on the penalty kill as well, so he he spent two minutes and eight seconds on the penalty kill. So he had a great game. That he was my most noticeable player tonight. Um. So, and again, it seems to be that when we get our defense involved in the offense, that we always end up performing well. And uh, it just seemed like tonight that everything that was shot at the net just went in. Yep, it, it was it was one of those nights. And, I mean, everyone's talking about, like, where was this offense a few weeks ago? Well, like, a few weeks ago we were getting 22 shots a game. Tonight we have 37. Last night we had 38. Night before we were up there too. So, like we were saying, shoot the puck and it'll go in. And that's what's happening. They're they're getting shots from the point and they're finding their way in. Like, like the Klinger's goal and S's goal were not, like... <laughs> high skill shots <laughs> but they found their way in because you create traffic you create just even the idea of a deflection being possible and stuff can find its way into the back of the net and they're such great just shooters like we always talk about john Klingberg's always able to get it past that first guy somehow so just do it like if it's there and you have a good chance to get a shot on net you should always take the shot there's no reason not to and that's what they're doing now and that's why they're scoring so many goals well, and the thing about this are these past four games, and we've been talking about this, and we've seen it. Even though we've gone, now it's two one and one in the past four games. When we feel like we could have won those other two games, it there seemed to be a progression of getting more scoring chances, which is what we didn't see the previous time between when we won the first four games and these past four games. So that middle, you know, fifteen, sixteen games. So. And uh, you were talking about those shots, Chris. These shots are not just, you know, lofty, like little lofty ones from the point where uh, it's, you know, it, he can, the goalie tender can see it easy and all that sort of stuff. These are high, a lot of these are high quality shots, and especially in this game tonight. And uh, it's, there's a bunch of them, too. Um, now, for tonight, do y'all think it was more of a. It was just the stars played really well, or do you think it was just Chicago just did not play good defense at all, or maybe a little bit of both? I thought we played great. I mean, Chicago was playing hard. You saw them in the in the first period and the beginning of the second. I mean, they were trying out there. It just as soon as we were able, to, like especially in the second period, as soon as we got that goal, we just piled it on. 
we, we've turned the momentum right back on them. So I thought they played fine in the first and beginning of the second, but after that, they obviously gave up at like the midway point of the game because they were they were down like four one. So I don't really blame them that much, but I thought that this was a, just a great game by the Stars, and they just outplayed them. The only reason why I say uh, that is because sorry, James, did you want to say something? Uh, yeah, I kind of take the opposite approach that this was definitely an off game for the Blackhawks from the get go. Like, we score in the first couple of minutes, and we take back and we get another lead. They they get one back early in the second, but after that, you couldn't really see them. Like, I, I felt after like the- they were almost non-existent. They had, like, no offensive zone pressure. They did not play good defense at all either, I felt like. After their goal, they were pushing hard. I mean, it was up until, their, up until the penalty, I thought. I mean... The, the penalty, how long after was the penalty called, though? I Let's didn't see. think that it was that long. Looks like so, about five minutes. So, now to both y'all's points. You're the producer. I, <laughs> <laughs> hot take by James, that's, producer that's James. Facts. Um, so, honestly, I, I think this is a little bit of both. Um, I mean, it's got to be a, it's got to be a little bit of both for it to but be 6-1. I, I, right? I will, but it was a lot of both, I think. I, I should <laughs> rephrase that. Both. Because the stars came out, and we talked about this, Chris, in the last episode. They've got to come out and get the first goal, and they've got to establish that kind of presence from them at the beginning of the game. And they did that. When they did that against uh, Columbus in the second game, it was really obvious. We got to a garbage goal, and then we scored on the power play right after that went up 2 nothing. It always helps to play with the lead. And then again today. They it, the first goal was absolutely fantastic. Okay, now it was a defensive breakdown by Chicago, but guess what? We took advantage of that. That is what the Stars team does. We take what is given to us. We don't go out and skill you to death. Although we have players that can do that, but we're, we're not like a Colorado team that has all these skilled guys that can go out and go zoom, 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 zoom around you all the time. Now we have Hints and Garyanov that can do that, but. Uh, it, they just don't that's do it all the, the time. That's not the game plan, is what you're right, saying. Right, that's not the game plan. That's not the defensive structure that Bonus has set forth. And then Chicago, especially after that third goal, after Klingberg scored, that was just a, the nail in the coffin, I felt like. And I think that's why, and some people were like, why did Klingberg get the second star? Uh, and he only had one goal. And I think it was because that goal was the turning point of the game. I, I yeah. think that was the huge turning point of the game. It, it slammed the door. Yeah. So, and and also Subban did not look as good as he did when he played us the first time. Well, yeah. So well, he again, had, we were we shot on him more. Yeah, yeah. We, we actually got shots on him. That's what I was saying. So, uh, so to answer my own question, a lot of both. <laughs> really short. Um, all right, so... Talking about a bunch of these players that did really well tonight, one of the things that I wanted to point out tonight is uh, one of the stats for the night is the fact that we slaughtered them in the face-off circle tonight. It seemed like everybody had a good game. They at least were 50% or above. I, um, I think it was like 61% to 39%, if I remember correctly. I was looking at yeah. the stats when I came home. That's that's getting your butt kicked in the face-off, in the face-off circle. So... That's something that we need to continue because obviously that helps. And uh, I was talking to Dad about this at the game, but it is sometimes hard for us to get started on the power play 
if they if they win the faceoff and it goes down into our zone, we have hard time entering their zone. Now, if we win the faceoff and we start the power play in their zone, it's a good power play. Like the first power play was sucky. It, there's nothing that happened. But that second power play, we won the faceoff, we got the offensive zone established, and we had put a bunch of pressure on them. So I, I love the fact that uh, we continued to do well in the faceoff circle. Um, I mean, when you look at it, Ty DeLandria, 60, 63%. Jamie Benn, 86%. Joe Pavelski, 60%. Uh, Dickinson, 63%. I mean, even Hintz, who is not historically a good face-off man, was a dead even 50% tonight. So that tells you that everybody on the Stars team had a good night in the face-off circle. Yep. I mean, that's definitely true. That, it totally helps, especially on the on the power play and penalty kill on both sides. Because, like like you said, if you're starting the attacking zone, you want to stay there. You don't want to have to enter, which really helped out on the, on the second power play. And, and the, the penalty kill, I thought, looked great all night, which I thought was going to be the biggest test since uh, the Hawks have a pretty decent power play. So I was very happy with the way the penalty kill looked all night. I thought it was a little bit, a little bit uh, lax, like they didn't put enough pressure on guys. But maybe that's just the way it's going this season. That's the way it felt kind of all season. But... It worked tonight, so I- I'm wrong at least for now. <laughs> well, they got they got the one power play goal. Yeah, I was I'm weird. I was watching the stats period to period, and we mainly won our faceoffs in the first and third period. They actually brought it back in the second and had fifty fifty either way going into the second. Because of the beginning of the second period, they were on top of us. Yeah, so it was a mostly uh, mostly full 60-minute press by the uh, Stars tonight, full 60-minute game. Um, and, you know, Hudobin wasn't overtaxed today. He only faced 22 shots. Um, and he the had one some go- huge saves, though. He, that, and I didn't want to point that out. Period. He had some big saves that uh, really helped us out. And we didn't have, and to our credit, to the defensive credit of the Stars, uh, there weren't very many chances that we gave up, but when we did screw up and we we did have uh, kind of a breakdown in our defensive coverage, Dobby was there to make the save. And the and and then Chris, this goes to your point when you're talking about you know Otter is not going to lose us the game, but Dobby is definitely going to win us the game. We we won the battle in the two most important categories tonight, which was special teams, which we talked about, and goaltending. Yep, and I mean, I think it holds true still. I mean, Otter, like he, last game, he didn't really make that big stop. Like he, we haven't we haven't seen him step up and make really big stops yet. And that's like nothing on him. Like he's a rookie still. I'm I'm sure he can learn how to do that and become a big time goalie. But like, Dobby has shown time and time again that he can make some mastodonic stops to use Razor's words. Yeah, so, mastodonic. I like it. So he can totally steal you games, and that's why I always I, – I think it's he's definitely number one goalie. He needs to be put in there as much as possible just because he's outstanding. All right, so let's let's switch to the third star of tonight's game, who was Rope Hintz. And uh, he ends tonight with a goal and an assist. Uh, I'll say it again. I can't believe he's fighting through an injury. It doesn't look like it. It absolutely does not look it like totally it. totally doesn't. I can't believe it. He's outstanding. He's flying. His passes are great. His shooting is great. I, it's got to just be pain. Like, 
That's got to be the only thing because he looks like he has full mobility right now. And uh, Owen Newkirk and Bruce Levine were talking about this on the Ticket uh, radio show this evening on our way home. And they were kind of, you know, making a a, a similarity of Rope Hintz's injury to Patrick Sharp's injury back in the 2016-2017 season. So Patrick Sharp was kind of in and out of the lineup. Uh but when he did play, he was excellent, and it didn't look like he was hurt. And and I I kind of agree with I think it was O no I think it was Owen that said it, and uh, it was very similar to that. And l- let me ask you this question about uh, Rope Hints: Is he the big difference on this Stars team right now? That's what it feels like. I f- I feel like right now that when he's in the lineup, the Stars have an extra gear. And I don't know what it is. But uh, do you think that he is the most important Dallas Stars player right now? I mean, I think he's that one more guy that we need to be a good hockey team. Like, by roster, right? It's like, Radulov comes back, maybe he's not the the the, the speedometer shifter. But right now, he's he's a, a big uh, playmaker and a big goal scorer. So he's definitely the thing that's been pushing us over from decent offense into awesome offense. Um, he's definitely playing very well. I'll say that. I mean, he's played in 15 games and has 14 points. So he's definitely holding his own. Busted. And <laughs> But yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with Chris on this one, where if we get like Radulov back, maybe he doesn't, maybe we don't need him as much anymore. Maybe we just have just, just enough. I mean, but he can keep playing like this as long as he wants. I'd be happy. I'm happy. Please, please, please. <laughs> um, okay, so here's the other thing, and th- this was another thing they talked about on the uh, on the post game show on the ticket. Can we expect to see him on Thursday night? Because I honestly think that we really need him to play Thursday night. Uh, I would say no because he's been going. Day on, in and day out. off. So yeah, game in, game I, out, game in, game out. I think it it's better to keep him on a consistent schedule so he can keep playing like this than to try and over overtax whatever it is that's irking him. It's like if we can get this every other game, that's better than <laughs> not having this ever. So I'd rather him rest as much as he needs and just play when he can. Well, I I just don't. It's it's really hard to say because you gotta think about the player and the fact that he is in a lot of pain. But on the on the other side of it, he is. I really believe like he's the catalyst of this team right now. When he is in the lineup, they play better. Just like Radulov. When Rad, Rad, even though Radulov may not score like the thirty goals like he used to, or even the twenty goals like he used to, he is still an important part of this team, and the team plays better when he's in the lineup. So when we don't have those kind of players, it really hurts us. Yeah. I mean, it um, seems like he's the one kind of making the calls. Like, if, if he can stand the pain, he, he's going to go. I mean, right. They're not going ma- yeah, to make him come yeah. into the game if if he absolutely feels like he cannot be a uh, an effective player. And every game he's come into, he's proven that he's been an effective player, right. especially the last six he's played. And it's definitely not worth it for him to try, even if there's an inkling of doubt that he's not good to go. Like, there's no reason to do that. Like, if you even are doubting yourself, you're not going to play well. 
So I, I think what he's doing right now is fine. He should just keep doing what he's doing. If he think if he really thinks he's fine to go on Thursday, I mean, I we know he got a little bit of extra rest at, rest at the end of the game tonight. If he really thinks he's fine, then sure, he can go. But, like, I don't want him doing any more than he needs to do, like, especially this early in the season. If we're pushing for a playoff spot with eight games left, sure, <laughs> try and play through it. But right now is not the time. Who do we see in net on Thursday? Anton. Anton, I agree. I, I, he, he wasn't overtaxed. He looked good. Uh, the one goal, maybe he could have stopped, but again, it was a good shot. Yeah, Mark had a good yeah. shot. Um, and when you need these games like this, I mean, it's basically a playoff feel, right? I mean, well, like, you have to win this game. as close as you're going to get to it this early in the season, yeah. Right, you have to. I, I feel like, just like tonight, this upcoming game on Thursday is a must-win game for the Stars. Like, you have to win this game. And you know that the that the Blackhawks are going to come out with a better effort than they did on Yeah, they've had two game. blowout games so far, so they're they're not going to be happy. Yeah, so they're I don't expect uh I don't expect that kind of effort again from the Blackhawks. I expect a lot harder effort, so we better be ready for that. Yeah, but if we win this next game, we pull like within like is it, a we game? start making our yeah, we start making our way up there it's, again. Get tell me producer what what what, what point more percentage than... would we get to? I'm not exactly sure. We're at 500 right now, and the Blackhawks are at 574. We'd be at about 515. They'd be at about 558. Ish. We'll I totally just pulled those numbers out of my butt just to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then uh, another question I've got for y'all is, um, and this is probably one of the only bad things that could come out of tonight. Uh, Dennis Garionov has gone 16 games without a goal at this point. And and it's not like he's not getting the ice time, because he is. And he just looks like a guy without confidence right now. So I disagree. This... I thought he's looked good. He's had good shots. His one-timer, I thought, was about to go in on the power play today. And he's still getting assists. So, like... I think, yeah, he's got a monkey on his back, but I think he's still playing good, and he's still making a difference in, on the offense. Yeah, and, and it's not that I, I want to demean that, and I'm not trying to find something to complain about. I just feel for him because he is a goal scorer, that he is a yeah. sniper. He That is who he is, and he's not let it, getting those chances going into the net. So the, the real question I wanted to ask was, what does he need to do to get back on the score sheet? Does he just need to shoot more, or yeah. does he well, need to— Well, just like the Stars, <laughs> just shoot enough, and eventually they'll go in. That's what Haskin did mean, get, to get off of his. That's true. I, I feel that he had a lot of opportunities in the last game on the power play where he could have one-timed it and, like, hesitated and passed it back, and we kept trying to get him to do it, and he just didn't want to do it sometimes. He didn't look like that this game. I'll say that, he was but he to me he's he's looked like he has been hesitant with his one time or something. Yeah, uh, definitely right, more there. than in the playoffs. The playoffs last season, he would, he blasted every chance he got. So that's what he should do, honestly. Like every chance he gets to to, to take that one timer, he should be like Ovi and just sit in his office and blast it. So I think yeah, that's just, the best way to get him off of it. From the top of the right circle, we just just need him to do that. Um, and I just think he's just missing a bit of confidence, you know, just with his shot. Maybe not with his game overall, 
because that is a good point, Chris. He is still putting up points, and he still does look good. He, he doesn't look like a bad player. Um, and if he was a bad player and he wasn't, you know, you know, producing points like he's supposed to, then he wouldn't be in the lineup right now. Or at the very least, he would have a diminished role, you know, maybe on the third or fourth line. But uh, I just want to see him score more. That's the, that's the only thing. So we had six different goal scorers tonight, and not one of them was Denis Garionov. That's just surprising to me. And I, I just want to see him get out of his funk. Um, one other player that I want to talk about that looked really good tonight uh, was Yoel Kiviranta. So Yoel Kiviranta is starting to come into his own, and it seemed like on a line with Rope Hintz and uh, Jason Robertson that that line tonight I think was the ultimate deciding factor. Uh, our first line did produce tonight uh, with Pe the Pavelski goal and Ben getting an assist. By the way, congratulations to Ben getting his 700th assist. He doesn't really care about it, so point. we're not – 700 points. Sorry, thank you. So we're not really going to mention too much about it because he doesn't really care about it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that second line was a big difference tonight, and Yoel Kiliaranza was a big part of that. Yeah, I mean, you're talking eight points between the three of them, so they were on fire. And half of that was Jason Robertson. <laughs> <laughs> so, and maybe that's another reason why I just want to see Rope Henson and on Thursday, because that line just looked fantastic, and uh, the Blackhawks just didn't have an answer for it at all. Uh, who do you put on that line if Hintz isn't it? Do you mix the lineup completely, or do you just have someone else go in? Well, you would think you would need another fast guy to go with him, right? But there's nobody that – there's not a center that has the speed that Hintz does. You I mean, Dickinson I mean, there. You know, but yeah, Dickinson is more of a – he's more of a utility player and more of a middle six, bottom six guy. And he can chip in the occasional goal when you need it. Well, when, when we got three guys out, I mean. <laughs> yeah. We all got to do stuff we're not good at. Well, maybe Nick Kamano. Is Nick Kamano a center? I don't know. Mm, he's a right winger. He's a right winger? Okay, well, it, he's looked really good to me, and I would thought maybe he could uh, get that opportunity. But He um, should learn. Yeah. You know, maybe Foxa. Maybe Foxa, because Dickinson seems to be sliding into the CDC, which is no longer the FCC line. But uh, maybe throw... Fox up there because Fox is, is actually on a three game uh, point streak right now so uh, maybe throw him up there if Rupa Hens can't go it seems like you could put any there, anybody there with Robertson right now and he, he'd find a way to make him score so <laughs> right yeah and especially the especially just the way that he's producing points right now he's he's he looks he's looked fantastic he's crazy so all right, uh, is there anything that we're missing, gentlemen, that uh, we haven't talked about that we need to? Gentlemen. Gentlemen? <laughs> Boys? Robertson's the best, and I called it. Robertson is the man of the match. He is the difference maker along with his line mates, and without them, the score is not 6-1. Y'all should Maybe all two, believe one, me or three, one. on all of my hot takes from now on. <laughs> Rally Rice no. Bowl. Rally, Rally Rice, Rice Bowl. Rally Rice Bowl is a soothsayer it is now a thing <laughs> alright guys uh, thank you all for tuning in uh, this evening this morning whenever you listen to this whatever uh, follow us on twitter at sarcastic R and also on instagram at sarcastic remarks podcast on youtube on our youtube channel and make sure you subscribe there 
and also like us on Facebook. Uh, James, stars... when are we watching hockey again? Yep, when are we uh, watching Thursday, hockey? Thursday, 7.30. Yep, Boom. we will be back. We will be back for you guys then. Uh, don't forget to tune in to our live radio show on 365sportscast.com. Uh, that'll be on Thursday at 3 o'clock before the game, and we'll have some interesting takes and some different things for you to talk about then. And then uh, expect a PGR from us uh, later that evening. So uh, we will talk to you guys later, and we'll get you guys on the flip side. Good night. Thank you.